Hi everyone, Sandman here. About a week and a half ago, I received a donation from Alex, and he wants me to talk about men going their own way with disabilities. This is what he had to say. Dear Sandman, I watched through your entire library of videos thus far, and to say that it was an eye-opening experience would be putting it mildly. From your videos, I learned that I'm indeed a MGTOW, although I thought that I wasn't at the time. Moreover, I used to identify as somewhat of a feminist. The propaganda they put up had me somewhat convinced for a very long time. Thankfully, I wasn't completely indoctrinated in their process, as my intellectual disposition to rational thought rarely allows me to agree with one side of the story without hearing both sides of the story first and discerning the truth from there. The topic I want to hear you cover is your opinion of MGTOWs with disabilities. I myself, at the age of 16 to 17 years of age, I'm currently 34, was diagnosed with hepatitis C, antiphosphalid syndrome, I hope I pronounced that correctly, and rheumatoid arthritis. And being the person that I am, I did not particularly allow myself to be overcome with grief and dealt with it on my own terms. When my body was beginning to fail me, I was left with two choices. Let these illnesses take over my life and rule over me, or use what I have at my disposal to my advantage. So I chose to do the latter and started learning and expanding where I could, intellectually. Now thankfully I did win a sort of genetic lottery, where the body that I naturally have isn't skinny or anything by any means. But I used to be overweight when I was in high school. And as anyone who has ever attended high school knows, if you're different even at the slightest bit, you typically get bullied. I don't mind that part of it either, because personally it has made me a much stronger person, as for my experience. I've learned not to give a shit about what people thought of me, aside from a few people that I called friends. I used to be a Christian for about 12 to 13 years of my ad young adult life while I was in my 20s. And I've recently left that behind because my illness has gotten progressively worse, and I am now mostly confined at home. Now that leaves me at a disadvantage because I can no longer be viewed by women as even a beta male provider. Not that I looked forward to such a prospect, nor have I ever. That being said, it also puts me at a disadvantage when it comes to being a MGTOW, as it is more difficult to get one's own independence and self-confidence. So I was wondering what your views and opinions on this particular disposition are, if any at all. Thanks for reading my message and replying as quickly as you did. Keep up the awesome work, and I always look forward to watching your videos. Alex. Well, thanks for your questions, Alex. I know a few men in their 30s and 40s that have various disabilities, and many of them have dated women in the past. The only ones I know that succeed at dating also seem to find women that have similar disabilities. I did wedding photography for one woman with a mental disability, and her husband has a very similar disability as well, and they live on their own for the most part with the help of their community. And I honestly have to say that they're happier than any normal couple that I've ever met. I don't know if it's the hypergamous part of the brain that hasn't developed properly in her head, or his ability to recognize shit tests hasn't been fully formed either. But in their case, they are one of the happiest couples that I know. I don't ask about their condition, as I don't want to offend anyone. They often seem like a perfect couple, oblivious to what's going on with other normal couples. But when I see perfectly normal couples next to them fighting each other while they're oblivious to it all, then I start to think that ignorance truly is bliss in their case. They were lucky enough to meet each other. But the problem with developmental disabilities is that in many cases people have more than just one. So the odds of finding a partner with the same or similar disabilities is often a large challenge. 
I think over the long run, the greatest danger to most disabled men is that they will attempt to kill themselves at some point, especially if they want a partner in life and they can't find one, or if they fall into the true forced loneliness camp. I'm putting a link in the description below to a video that I recently did about true forced loneliness, in case anyone wants to know more about it. But if you're a man that has dated and then decided to go his own way, and you have a disability, you have to look at life a little bit differently. Men already have a lower lifespan than women, and disabled men in many cases will have a much lower lifespan still. They can expect to possibly live to the age of 60 or 65 in many cases. So it's important for you to get out into the world and experience it more than ever. In my politically incorrect opinion, I think that all the ramps and other tools for accessing buildings for people with special needs are extremely costly, and they are there because our society is obsessed with freedom and independence. And we also have a surplus of resources at this point in history. At some point, that extra abundance and resources will go away. And instead of people helping people with special needs by helping them up flights of stairs or through doorways, we are restructuring our buildings to allow disabled people to do it themselves and for themselves. I understand that this builds a sense of independence and self-confidence as well as mobility for the person in a wheelchair, but it also alienates them from the rest of society. It's like the architects and construction companies, as well as society in general, are saying they want just as much social isolation for disabled people as fully able-bodied people as well. Social isolation is bad for people with physical as well as mental challenges. I'll even give you one example where it can be deadly. About 15 years ago, a young electrical worker here in Canada had his entire body burned and lost three of his limbs, except for one of his arms. He also had most of the skin burnt off in his body as well, due to the accident. So he couldn't cool his body properly, and he had to have a machine to do it for him, as he didn't have any sweat glands. In 2003, the Northeast United States and Canada had a terrible power failure, and the grid went down for many days. He was living a full and independent life at home, and yet no one came to check up on him. His phone was also down due to the power failure, and there was no way for him to call for help. I believe his parents didn't even check up on him. After all, why would they? He was living as an independent person with the power grid as a way to provide life support for his body. And I can't imagine a more horrific way of dying than overheating to death because I didn't have sweat glands because electricity burned my body. And then to die due to a lack of electricity would, would be one of the most ironic and horrific ways to die. As far as I'm concerned, disabled MGTOW men are in a far better place mentally than those stuck with the idea in their heads that they have to find love. There's a reason they call it the old ball and chain, because marriage slows down any ordinary man. However, for a man in a wheelchair, you might as well attach a boot to the wheelchair and slow him down even further. There are plenty of ways for men with physical disabilities to see the world and use their minds to leave their marks. Stephen Hawking comes to mind as one of them. And Stephen Hawking is also going his own way after some horrific experiences with women in his life. He was married twice. And here are some parts of an article about Stephen Hawking, and I'm going to add that article link in the description below. The most famous scientist in the world has opened up about his marital life for the first time in My Brief History, an autobiography to be published on Thursday. It details the personal trauma of his life with his first wife, Jane Wilde, and his passionate and tempestuous relationship with his nurse and second spouse, Elaine Mason. Hawking, 71, met Wilde when they were both students at Oxford University. He says she lifted him out of a deep depression when he was first diagnosed with motor neuron disease, proving hope of a future life and family. 
but Wilde also succumbed to depression after the birth of their third child in 1979, finding it difficult to cope with the demands of a young family and husband confined to a wheelchair. The Independent basically reports, She went out seeking someone who would marry her and look after her children after Stephen Hawking died. She met a musician called Jonathan Jones and quote-unquote installed him in a room in the apartment she was sharing with Hawking at the time. I would have objected, Hawking said, but I too was expecting an early death and felt I needed someone to support the children when I was gone. The situation gradually deteriorated. In the end, I could stand the situation no longer, and in 1990 moved out of the flat with one of my nurses, Elaine Mason, writes Hawking. He describes his relationship with Mason, whom he married in 1995 and divorced 12 years later, as passionate and tempestuous. In 2004, the Daily Mail reported that police had questioned Hawking about claims that his second wife was abusing him. One of his nurses alleged that Elaine Hawking called her husband a cripple and bathed them in water that was too hot and allowed him to wet himself. At that time, Stephen Hawking described the allegations as completely false, a position he reiterates in My Brief History. He admits that he and Elaine had their ups and downs, but says her medical training saved his life on more than one occasion. So one of the most intelligent men in history couldn't satisfy his wife, so she basically moved a musician into the house to fulfill her sexual needs. I would take this as a warning for disabled men trying to date and marry a fully able-bodied woman. For us ordinary men, we have to wrestle with hypergamy and the 50% chance of divorce. Imagine how tough it would be for a man to keep the average woman if he was disabled. Even a guy smarter than Einstein couldn't figure out how to work this situation. So there's probably very little hope for most other disabled guys. Here's hoping that Stephen Hawking has found some comfort and solace living the single lifetime in his late 60s and early 70s. So maybe I was too quick to say that disabilities would lower a person's life expectancy. Anyways, that does it for today's video. Thanks again to Alex for your donation and for making this video possible. I hope I've given you some new perspectives on men going their own way with disabilities. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day and cheers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.